surrounds the stadium. Now he's digging deep. The crowd is roaring. Their hero is coming on. Will it be a fairy tale? Now it is cemented for Michael Diamond. And there in the middle, and the crowd erupts. Australia win! New world record! This is a famous victory, a magnificent performance. We have just broken the American stranglehold on this race. The roof is lifting off this stadium. The, the winner is, 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 is. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. G'day and welcome to the Have A Go podcast once again. My name is Dave Edwards and I'm joined by Dane Eldridge. Dane, welcome to the show, mate. How are you? Fantastic, mate. Uh, Olympic spirit running strong as usual. Uh, great to be here for another show. Absolutely, mate. Well, it's a special show. It's a reflections episode. So this is the uh, the part of our series where we're inviting special guests on to, to share their favourite Olympic moments uh, because we all need this, especially in these troubling times. So today we've got on... Uh, well, two characters from the Mug Off podcast, Cam and Jerry. Uh, welcome, lads. How are you? Hey, lads. How are you? Thank you. Happy to be here. Welcome along, fellas. Great to have you. And the Mug Off. So if some of our listeners, and I'm sure many of them are aware of the Mug Off, but do you want to give us a, a bit of an overview as to the Mug Off <clears throat> podcast and what is a Mug Off? You want to take that one over, Jerry? I was going to send it your way, but I'll, I'll dive on it. We've only got 30 minutes here, lads. Sort it we're out. T- <laughs> we're, two, we're two team players, so we should get that right off the bat. Yeah, it's uh, just basically uh, a mug off any time you've been fucked over, yep. you know, tre- treated unfairly, and then... Our, Disrespected. Yeah, right. our, our pod's all about, um, you know, people talking about their most embarrassing times, and then... You know, did you sit- a lot of trauma involved in the pot? <laughs> yeah. Okay, and did did you sit down and take it, or did you get up and fucking do something about it and get revenge? That's uh, that's pretty much the basis of the pod. So a lot of stories of like um, dodgy plumbers on a current affair and stuff like that, or is it more just uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. real life yeah. stuff? Yeah. Well, actually, we're Tracy Grimshaw. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually kind of work as one of those dodgy plumbers. So, uh, all <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> dodgy so you do the podcast, yeah. and then also, yeah, you're the subject of the podcast. That's that's pretty pretty fucking handy. <laughs> that's why you told us today you'd be ready between eight and one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, mate, the Olympics. I mean, the Olympics must be right up your alley then, because they're full of mug offs. I mean, it's you know we love the yeah. we love the gold medals, we love the heroism, but there's also you know people get fucked over in the Olympics. Oh, for sure. It, uh, it, you know, getting getting mugged off in the Olympics and not getting paid seems to be the uh, two constant themes through all Olympics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the IOC is actually just getting mugged off by Russia. You know what I mean? Like we we told Russia they can't come to the Olympics, but they've just, they just fucking turned up anyway. Up anyway. Yeah. yeah, and we're and they're letting them play. So, so there's some grand scale That's mug off. That's such a bold move. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's a, like the national equivalent of just putting your fingers in your ears and being like, what? <laughs> if you yeah. didn't want me to come, you should have told me. We've got to get there. Yeah, yeah, it's like turning your phone off a week out and just um, you know, getting on the plane then turning up and say, so, oh, you didn't tell me not to come, so you know, I'm here now. Yeah. I hadn't heard from you, mate, so I'm yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do most people know that like all the, most of the Olympians there, they don't get paid by the IOC? Like mm. these animals, like the fucking officials get paid, yeah. but if you're mm-hmm. an athlete, that's why every shot putter has to work as a bouncer like after yeah. the race. <laughs> fucking throwing people over pool tables. It's like, give them 20 grand or something to go to the Olympics. Give them a little Telstra 25k sponsorship deal. That'll get them through those cold winter nights. Yeah. Yeah. 
There's just not the money in shot put that you would think. <laughs> yeah, there's so. billions of dollars in the Olympics. Like throw some, yeah. throw some money from you know the hot chick volleyball. Throw that over to the shot putters or something. Yeah, shot yeah. put as a broadcast product. I mean, I think it peaked in 1896. The shot put in terms of just eyeballs globally. It's been on a downward trajectory. Yeah, it needs more lucrative pathways for the hammer throw, doesn't it? I mean, you know, it's no, it's no money in just hurling a big hunk of stone. Into the abyss. Yeah. I was watching the um the some of the beach volleyball yesterday. I bet, and I bet you were, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the it was the men's. I was watching the form, but the um it's like it's the only one. Like I, I assume other than like skateboarding and surfing and stuff, but it's like it's like a party sport. But there's no crowd yeah, there, yeah. so they've still got a DJ <laughs> and just f- four blokes on the sand silently just hearing like oof, and then. Some DJ Khaled. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like the and the DJ <laughs> is commentating it for who I don't know, just for the other four blokes there, like a cracking spike. Oh, yeah, coolie saw it. <laughs> it's like when you uh, get on the frothies too early on a Saturday and you turn up to scuba at eight o'clock. You're like one of the first guys there, and there's that DJ <laughs> doing the set to nobody. Just you. Yeah. When you say yeah. getting on the getting on the schooners too early on Saturday, do you mean because you weren't supposed to be pissed till Tuesday? Because I've done that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, of course that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, a couple of days early to the party. That's right. I think he's he's talking about drinking early and going backpacker hunting. Something I'm very familiar. <laughs> Tuesday to scuba. It should be an Olympic memories. sport, to be honest. Yeah. So, so we're talking about the Olympics here, and we want to get your reflections. That's what this episode's about. So. It doesn't need to be a specific event, I should say. It could be something that happened to you during the Olympics. Um, maybe it was like a, a fleeting romance with a Brazilian backpacker during Sydney 2000 or or maybe you got robbed outside the Olympic Stadium in Barcelona by a bunch of gypsies. It doesn't need to be directly connected to the on-field events of the Olympics. But have you, I mean, who wants to kick things off with their with their own special reflection? I mean, I'm happy to go first. I think probably the most special reflection from any Olympics would be Colt hero Eric the Eel. Oh, mm. yeah. Eric oh, was yeah. Barney, was it? He was from uh, Equatorial Guinea. Mm. Yep. And uh, showed up at the Olympics, qualified, I don't know how. I think it was just one of those things where Australia was like, we'll let you come in, mate. One of the last, um, one of the last battlers we ever let into one this country. One of the last country, people in general we let into the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless you were coming, uh, he must have been going on Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He, um, well, he was he was let in, and he'd never even seen an Olympic-sized swimming pool before. Of course, we all remember Eric the Eel as uh, being Equatorial Guinea's most promising yeah. swimmer. Yeah, in the hundred-meter freestyle, he was only him and two other blokes in the race, and they both got disqualified for a false start. You know, two can. <laughs> Fine. Eric the Eel, he bided his time though. He was there. He had the platform to himself. <laughs> Swam the 100-metre freestyle in a cracking 1 minute and 52 seconds. Yep. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. That's two laps, isn't like, it? You may, you may scoff at that, but that is, that is moving. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be flat out running it in that, I reckon, but Eric the Eel, he's posted that as an Olympic time. It says here, too, a new personal best. Jesus. <laughs> what a legend. Wasn't and he, a big stage, cause wasn't the he, big stage will do that to you. Wasn't he just swimming in the river before the Olympics or something? <laughs> Well, his country only had a 25-metre pool. He'd never even seen a 15-metre pool oh, before. The Jesus. actual big fish in a small pond, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 
And he was going hard early too. And I suppose it is probably harder not to to be able to pace yourself when you're the only bloke in the pool. <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you, he set a pace. He set a pace. Really struggled with that tumble turn too yeah. at the 15-meter mark. Did a three-point turn? He, <laughs> he did. I think he did a tumble turn and swam back into the wall. Wouldn't he be fucking used to that in a 25-meter pool, bud? Like you yeah, dive in, you'd be turned. Used to the turned. short course. Mm. Yeah, it would be. Uh, yeah, but he wasn't used to f- like slapping his arms for fifty meters beforehand, yeah. and then trying to do a tumble. There <laughs> yeah, wasn't any alligators yeah. in the pool. He was more used to that. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I don't know. Do you think we'll ever see another Eric Deal? I mean, it was it was a romantic story, wasn't it? But mm. it's, the IOC is not romantic anymore. They're cutthroat <laughs> capitalists. And mm. well, because he won his heat, he would have like qual- sort of qualified for the next round, but his time was too slow, and I think he had cramps. Oh, it's cramps, was it? Okay, <laughs> right. yeah. Like Kieran Perkins in '96 at Atlanta, he had cramps. So yeah. he's, you know, yeah. athletes do get cramps. Yeah, that's true. It's good to see Thorpey back at the moment too. Love those swimmers. Yeah, yeah there's something um, very safe about hearing his voice. I don't know. He's a. I mean, pardon the pun. He's a bit of a fish out of water in the commentary box. I think I'm not sure if he's got the art down pat, but. He's just there on name, isn't he? He's just it's yeah. just a name yeah, well, spent, with cachet, uh, and it's ratings gold. You spend that, that many years with your head underwater, you're not too good at talking. <laughs> <I reckon. laughs> he, did do, he did go to uni, didn't he? He went to Macquarie Uni, I remember. Uh, yeah, one of, my ma- one of my mates was there when he was there. Yeah. He said he was there. That's all I have to say about Is that. that? All you got? <laughs> 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 but invariably, we judge our athletes by how many degrees they've got. So, um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, greatest Olympian or not, I mean, uh, show us your certificates. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. So, speaking of Thorpey, so did did Eric the Eel? Did he wear the bodysuit that Ian Thorpe wore in in Sydney two thousand just to get that extra split second advantage? Yeah. Do we need to actually strike him from the records because he wore a laser suit? Because uh, we'll do it. Yeah. That, that was the um, – I think that's that's how he shaved under the two-minute mark. But he, that was the same year that they were getting upset about all the shark skin. Oh, yeah. Okay. We had these Australians just out here smashing records. Eric the Eel, low classic budgie smugglers. I think he got them donated too. <laughs> <laughs> the lost and found. Picks him up at Vinny's. <laughs> yeah. Had to, had the bathing cap on inside out. <laughs> oh, no. Just, I love that about, because the Olympics is about amateur athletes, isn't it? I mean, we, we, we're very used to, in Australia to just hyper-professional elite athletes on million-dollar pay packets. But it was it was nice, and especially in Sydney 2000 when everyone was just so happy and there was this real feel of celebration in the air, in the air. just to have this, you know, this humble man from Equatorial Guinea who'd never been in a 50-metre pool, he really swept us, you know, we, we were all swept up in that emotion, that feel-good moment, weren't we? Aussies love the battler. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I, I couldn't um, – I, I felt such a, a great feeling of warmth go over my body when I saw the scenes of all the Australians banding together around that pool, you know, clear, uh, cheering and applauding this man as he drowned before them. Um, and I just thought <laughs> that's just such a wonderful moment for the Olympic movement. Yeah. It really did bring everyone on their feet. I remember <laughs> that. Like he was, he was really struggling down that second fifty, yep. and uh, the the people were up. They were moving. It's like a blood sport. When my lungs are filling with water and I'm just like sinking like a stone, all I want is to you know have people applauding me and cheering me unconditionally. Yeah, telling you to go faster. Yeah, yeah. It was a wonderful moment. <laughs> Australians do love an immigrant struggling in water, though, don't they? <laughs> not not <We> anymore. Do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love a self-made man, don't we? I mean, he came yeah, here with nothing. True. And, you know, we love that kind of, you know, from the ground up story. 
And they, um, yeah, also Australians don't mind thinking, like, I could do that. And I bet you there was a, there was a lot of blokes out there thinking, yeah, I'd give I'd give him a run, old Eric. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly what it is. It's the I could do that attitude. That's yeah, what we yeah. liked about it, I reckon. Did anything happen to him from there? Like, I mean, so I know, obviously, it lives long in our memories. He's working as a lifeguard. <laughs> oh, is he? Let's <laughs> <laughs> no, say that's... That makes sense that in terms of a career trajectory. Mm. Um, so, so I mean, obviously he was something of a hero for some time, but then he, you know, would I guess he would have had to go back to Equatorial Guinea. Uh, I wonder if he kept with the swimming. Did, do you, does anyone know if he's kind of kept with the swimming since then? Yeah, I think he's pretty big on the corpy circuit in Equatorial yep. Guinea. Yeah, so he's probably just doing a lot of sportsman's lunches. Yeah, um, yeah, living off it, living off past glories like Stephen Bradbury, just emceeing telco events and, <laughs> yeah. and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Fat off the land. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah, I'd say so. Look, he wouldn't. He'd be doing all right out of it, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that, no, that's a wonderful memory. Thank you for that, uh, Eric the Eel. We'll, we'll never. Forget. I loved him. He was he was such a hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like the, the the cool runnings of our generation. You know what I mean? Like we, totally. That's yeah, what he was. Did, you didn't think it, that kind of shit was actually uh, uh, is possible, but it actually happens. And but it will never happen again. No, and it, and it shouldn't. And it shouldn't either. No, not possibly. <laughs> it was just, yeah. real anomaly. What yeah. was that loophole like? Was it the first time Equatorial Guinea was allowed in the Olympics or something? Oh, it's, I'm like, assuming it was just an administrative error. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just some kind of paperwork problem. He yeah. just walked through the lanyard and oh, you look like you're in the Olympics. Get in. <laughs> what? One of the athletes has gotten a hold of a pair of togs. Yep, that's what it is. And that person, the official that let him in, has never worked for nor been seen again. Yeah, in the IAC offices. Have a go. G'day fellas, AFL great Bobby Torpedo here from Have A Go Betting with all the latest odds from the COVID-ravaged Tokyo Olympics. Let's start with the odds for one of the most popular markets on the books, Tokyo's first event cancellation. At $7 outsider, we've got Greco-Roman Wrestling. At $3 rowing. And at $1.25 favourite, the IOC Dignitaries Ball for being exposed for having a three-course menu without a vegan option. Download our app for members-only specials from Tokyo, such as the over-unders on case numbers and cultural faux pas. And as always, gamble responsibly. Where do you go for Australia's biggest range of freezers, fridges, laundry, kitchen appliances, barbecues and etc.? I don't know, Harvey Norman? Appliance legends. That's who. Oh, right, I got it. We ain't jerking. That's the way we do it. Lowest price and free delivery. You ain't working, that's the way we do it. Put it on lay-by, 60 months interest-free. That oven ain't working, warranty not included. That business ethics are fucking scum. Maybe get yourself a second-hand toaster. Maybe get second-degree burns on your phone. We gotta move these microwave ovens before we hit insolvency. Please come and buy our refrigerators. Please come and buy your color TV. Appliance legends, save us from insolvency. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. 
just a bit of a relief from all the pressure and it just relaxed us a bit, I guess, and allowed us to share some stories and have a bit of fun. They said they knocked on do- do- doors and made, made prank, prank phone calls, but it, but, it, but it was nothing more than a childish joke. But it did stretch the envelope a little bit. It's definitely blown out of proportion. London Olympian Jake Nielsen has accused three of them of walking into her room. Jerry, have yeah. you got a, a special moment that you'd like to reflect on? I have, and I think Cameron has hit on something that uh, Australians fucking love about the Olympics, which is the spirit of, I, I could fucking do that. Yeah. And uh, we love it. We love to watch the Olympics and go, this is, I reckon I could do this shit. I don't think anyone really like, take, encapsulates that spirit like jumping Jai Torina in oh, the yeah. 2000 oh, yeah. Olympics. The beer-swirling pack-a-day smoker ate nothing but McDonald's and every fat cunt gronk on the couch was watching that going, yeah, I could fucking do that. I'm already doing that. I'm already doing that. I'm already yeah. drinking and smoking and he's just getting up and one jump in a sandpit. Easy. I could fucking do that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, absolutely. so uh, if you don't know much about Jai, he's uh, you know one of, one of the all-time great Australian long jumpers from the great retarded north of Southport, Brisbane. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard for me to defend Southport. I'll go down swinging on Queensland, but Southport you can have. Well, it's basically, it's so close to the border, it's, isn't it? It's the Gold Coast, right? So it's basically, it's quasi-New South Wales anyway, isn't it? Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, yeah. We, we, no, we, no, we, no, we won't take it. <laughs> <laughs> they can fucking keep it. It's got so many plastic surgeons, it might as well just be Sydney. So, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Right, so yeah, so Jai Tarima. I mean, yeah, I mean, who can't remember? Who can't forget that? I, re- I remember the speed dealers in particular. Those sunglasses yeah. that he wore, that long uh, curly yeah. hair. The speed dealers. Uh, my favorite thing about him is that he got the silver medal, which means he gets to forever say, "Yeah, but imagine if I'd have fucking tried." Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I'm just drinking and smoking the whole time. If imagine if I'd have gave a fuck, then you know, I would have got the gold for sure. But you know, that it. Fuck, that's a good attitude to have. So it is. good. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the bloke on the job site telling you he could have gone pro, but he settled for a, a, a more stable income stream. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, yeah, gold is beneath me. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah, I don't yeah. need that. I wonder as well. I mean, the the, the smoking the thing is the, so, so the runner up of Australian Idol always does better. Oh, don't course, they? Yeah. That's right. Joe <laughs> Tarima is Shannon Nolan. Contracts, yeah. but there's less pressure on the on the silver yeah. person that comes second in Australian Idol. Yeah, that's right. I wonder with with Jai, I mean, look, he's he's uh, lived off the the cigarette the smoking beer swilling image for a long time, and it was it was huge at the time of Sydney. But, you know, I mean, there's a lot of uh, brand building in the universe these days, isn't there? There's a lot of self-promotion. I'd like to say, uh, you know, what, what milligram cigarettes were you smoking, pal? Like, I mean, yeah. if he, yeah. smoking I, is one thing, but if it's a bloody, if it's a menthol, um, I'm going to have to. Yeah, it's on the Sky Blues. Well, yeah, a, it, was, it was Winnie Blues. It was the Winnie Blues, was it? Was, it? it was Winnie Blues. But I don't know if it was Hard Blue or, so, or, or Sky Blue. I think it was Sky yeah, Blue. Yeah, it was on the Sky Blue. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a 12 milligram job, isn't it? So there's a bit yeah. of kick in there. The sky blues were a six. Okay, all right. Okay, so that's okay. So no, that's less than I thought. Yeah, and that's yeah. disappointing. Yeah, yeah. had a tw- but the, but the twelve. But the blues like a, are a, a twelve. Yeah. Road out. Look, yeah, <laughs> the, the blues or the reds. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. What, I assumed reds when I saw him. I thought that's red. Yeah, <laughs> or hey, white on. Are you talking about an athlete here? Yeah, mate. it's an athlete. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do things by halves. <laughs> it's not the Marlboro man, all right? This is a long jumper. <laughs> it's unfortunate for him because it was just after, you know, cigarette sponsorship and advertising was banned from professional sport. But if he was around in even the early what 90s, the even the early 90s, if he came through in, you know, Barcelona 92 with that attitude, actually, would mm. we have cared because everyone was doing it back then? Yeah, no, it wouldn't have been a thing, would it? 
No. Yeah, putting putting your durries out in the sand pit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to see Jai on the dais getting presented his medal with just a white ox hanging out his mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that would have been an eternal Australian image, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. Tucked in the leotard. Yeah. It's funny because we had, um, you know, that was a game where we had such diversity in our heroes. We had yeah, Eric the Eel, as you mentioned, Jai Tarima, but we also had... Um, uh, Tatiana Grigorieva, who was literally ooh, created ooh, ooh. In, a, in a Russian laboratory. It's, it's funny you say that because mm. uh, she actually won a silver medal the same night as uh, Jumping Jai Torina, and she actually went on to be an FHM model. And uh, for your listeners <laughs> right. that don't know what that is, it's like the Thinking Man Zoo Weekly. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was good. <laughs> RIP yeah. FHM too. It's yeah. uh, one of the yeah. uh, sad victims of the um, desolation of the uh, print media, isn't it? And, and, and uh, it was you know, a well-worn, well-worn path for our, our middle-tier athletes, wasn't it? For those sure. who were just and, on and, a you know, poultry AIS I've archived contract. A couple of, I've archived a couple of issues, don't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. You've archived and, you know, them. <laughs> also, yeah, come round. Rip, rip to Zoo Weekly, guys. Rip, rip to Zoo yeah. Weekly because uh, yep. e- equally important. Was My, it was uh, no more lowbrow, wasn't it? Was it cheaper? It was kind of. Was it a weekly? I feel like it was cheaper. Yeah, like three, yeah. four bucks. It wasn't but a glossy. FHM was FHM was a glossy. Yeah. Had like you know feature articles. It was kind of almost yeah. like the Rolling Stone. Had a lot of oh, premium um, brands as well. Um, the FHM, so a lot of your, your watches, your luxury cars, and whatnot, which is yeah. I don't know who they were targeting, but sure. yeah, your zoo was um, yeah, links, chocolate, the milk, aristocrats reading stick mags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had to you had to turn a few pages to get to the tits on yeah. FHM, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Zoo you weekly, didn't mind getting caught with an FHM. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, My, uh, also. Uh, I, I just a, a caveat on on jumping Jai. I don't know if people knew this because I, I did a bit of research looking into him. Due to his extensive training and doing fuck all, eating McDonald's, smoking, and you know just fucking around, he actually made a pretty seamless transition into being a cop for the federal police. After the <laughs> oh, did he? Oh, wow. Did he really? Oh, we've yeah. just praised this man. <laughs> fuck. That's why you can't find him anywhere online. That's right. Uh, uh, we were looking for him. Well, I, was, I saw an Instagram account that had been opened and yep. had one post, and then it was locked or something. I I did try, yeah. but he's so he's with the AFP now. He's a pig. Unfortunately, he's a pig. All that uh, all that eating free McDonald's. He's like, I can't give this up. I'm gonna have <laughs> to. I'm gonna have to <laughs> find another us for job. COVID breaches. The only place <laughs> you're gonna see him will be um, frisking a Chinese grandma on border security. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So get I'll those get, eggs out of here, lady. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, those well, legumes a, are not welcome here. <laughs> I was going to say that the um the the Australian public they love a battler like that. Like, hey, he smokes dories like me. I could jump as well, but they forget about the rigorous training mm. regime in between the uh you know like he didn't. Do, he might be you know inevitably a cop, but you know he is practicing that jump a little bit. Yeah, yeah. in between big mats. <laughs> Yeah, I honestly do think some Australians uh, take it literally that I could give that a crack, as in like turn up and and not even stretch beforehand and just so I just run isn't and jump that, at that sand. It's like isn't there that guy that was at the museum and they had that thing where you could um race like Kathy Freeman's time and a dude injured himself because he was trying to beat Kathy Freeman and he sued like. Yeah. Just the fucking the goal to show up to a museum yeah. 
and be like, I could beat that. Like, who are well, you? We had that guy, you know, racing Tom Travoyevich uh, in the preseason for the NRL and Manly Corso, just a bloke having a few beers racing against the <laughs> Manly fullback. And, and Travoyevich did his injury. So he got one up against the professional athlete there. So that's good. I like four. that. Australians don't mind taking on the big shots. Sometimes we come up trumps. And Tommy Turbo was actually so ashamed about that that he lied and said that he did the injury in the shower. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, mate, I think you're pulling another muscle in the shower, to be honest, going by that story. But we've got to get Jai Tarima on this show. We've got to find out, mate, how did you go from, you know, being, <laughs> from jumping in the, in the City 2000 games to being a fucking federal police officer? Yeah, I think he was, was riding a horse. He was riding a horse that was punched, I think, on the weekend. So I'm sure you <laughs> yeah. can find him around there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, if you want to, if you want to run into him, mate, I think you're gonna have to be a teenager down at the train station. <laughs> yeah, okay. I just hate it when cool guys like reform and oh, I'd love to see what his hair looks like now. I bet it's different. Yeah, I think his hair'd be fuck. receding. I reckon because you know guys with long hair like that. That's always uh, there's always some um, secrets kept yeah. beneath, isn't there? Um, I'd put all of my money on this, but whatever hair he's got, it's under a billabong cap now. <laughs> Squeaky standing around trying to yeah, standing around trying to blend in at splendor in the grass. Oh yeah, vaping as well. He's not on the conventional cigarettes anymore. It's on the e-cigs. That's right. Oh yeah, I'm on that too, but I'm not a cop. Yeah, you can always tell the cop, the undercover cops. They've always got just those those denim shorts that just are about a year out of date. And yeah, they're they're in jorts asking you what time Wolf Mother starts. (laughs) (laughs) He's probably still wearing the speed dealers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, all right, mate. Come on. Well, to be fair, yeah, you got to be undercover. So if you're going to do a drug bust, it's good to wear the speed dealers. <laughs> all right, that'll. Uh, any other memories before we wrap things up here? I mean, just it's just a wonderful time, isn't it? Are you guys enjoying the the Olympics, the the Tokyo 2020 Olympics at all, is, or just kind of catching it while you? Why channel surfing? What does it mean to you guys? Well, I mean, just off, just off air, Cam was just saying before we uh, recounting a wonderful experience he's had, which was uh, you know navigating the the Channel Seven Plus app uh, mm. to find just a simple game of table tennis, which proved to be quite difficult. The semi final, not a simple game. The semi final, yeah, yeah. So, and it said this is this 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 event has ended. Said so, yeah, cunt. That's why I'm trying to watch the replay. <laughs> I'm not staying up till three o'clock to watch it live, you know. I think the problem you're having is that you're talking to your app. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. hey Siri, play the table tennis. <laughs> it's a, it is a bit of a shame for Tokyo because when we had it in Sydney, um, for, like the host country just gets a pass to just fucking have whoever they want in the events, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think yep. it's like that. I think it's like the Soccer World Cup, isn't it? No matter how shit you are, you just get a start. You get a run. Yeah, yeah. So- Man, Japan, like, surely they're limiting numbers. So if you just, you're kind of okay at swimming, they're like, why don't you sit this one out, mate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give it a miss, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, it might be the way to go. But um, There's not going to be any Eric the Eels this year. No. no. And certainly not as many golds as we got in Sydney 2000. I mean, just, we love a gold medal in Australia. I mean, do you think that a gold medal boosts the, the national uh, sentiment and psyche the way that it used to? Or do we not care as much about the Olympics anymore? Well, I haven't been watching it because I, I think they should pay the fucking athletes. So that's my little right. thing. I'm just like, nah, fucking pay. you got to train like 20 years to get there to get no money 
Unless, you know, you're in one of the fucking blessed sports where Telstra throw you a bit of cash. It's like, fuck, yeah. the, the Russians are just allowed back in after the biggest doping scandal ever. It's so corrupt. I'm yeah. just like, no, nah, fuck it. Keep it. I'm not watching the shit. You know, you're not getting It's so eyes. problematic. The, the Olympics are just problematic, aren't they? Yeah, and I know as well that Australia um, rejigged its um, a funding model. Uh, you know, back in the day, there was... Uh, taxpayer dollars were f- given to the AOS and it was all um, uh, divvied out evenly. But now they just go, uh, we're only going to give money to the sports that we think we're going to win. So um, yeah. basically, yeah. you know, you're bad what, what, what was the, shooting, um, the phrasing from it? Was it sports that are in the national psyche or something like that, they said? They, they said something like that. It was some bullshit fucking line. <laughs> that sounds intangible as fuck. Yeah, yeah something where they're just like, you know, swimming and all that. Yeah. yeah. Happy to say that 85% of the budget's been funneled to the AFL, so that's good. <laughs> I do like the mentality of Australians in the first week when the swimming's on and they keep bringing up the medal tally like Australia's coming sixth in the medal tally it's like yeah man there's four medals on there wait until the track and field starts I still screenshot that shit though man don't, don't ever let yeah. that go yeah. keep the receipts yeah that's right yeah a couple of my US mates are getting fucking slammed with this we're on your tail mate we're coming yeah that's right that's right uh, <laughs> well, lads, thank you very much. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the Mug Off podcast. Get around it if you haven't already. Uh, yeah, listen to the Mug Off. Plenty of stuff going on over there. And any, uh, what's yeah. your socials? You or are you anti-socials like us? Oh no, I'm, I'm all over it. Cameron Duggan, you can find oh, that he's on throwing out the personal. Instagram. We were just asking about the Mug Off pod, but the personals. No, no follow me. <laughs> follow me. You'll find the Mug Off through that, or yes. actually follow Mug Off sixty nine <laughs> on Instagram. Sixty nine. Mug Off sixty nine. Uh, Have you still got a sixty nine in your Gmail accounts, your Hotmail <laughs> accounts, your personal ones? I was under the impression everyone was still doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just confirming you guys were as well. <laughs> While you're there, just give us your mobile phone number and tax file number as well. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and uh, mine's a Jared M comedy, so check my shit out if you like. Superb. Nice one. Yeah, it's real highbrow stuff over at the Mug Off, but come and check that out. Awesome. Mm. Cheers, boys. Happy Olympics. Happy Olympics, Thanks. fellas. Thanks, lads. Bye. Content blocked by the International Olympic Committee on copyright grounds. Content blocked again. Fuck, lads, get a license. Tokyo! Yeah!